0: B.C. Episode 4. Another week in this thing. Welcome back. I hope everybody's had a good week. My week was okay. Hope you happy. Hope you healthy. Hope you made some money. Hope you paid your bills. Hope you're full. If not, hopefully we can work on that. Gotta do better champ. But for real man, what's going on family? I want to thank you again for checking in with me. Back to give you this hot content. You already know how we do here at the Ghetto Smart Podcast. Jeez, man, I'm high as hell. I got to give me a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We in our mode now. We in our mode. Let me take a sip of this wine. Some of this Cafe Zinfandel. All my real ones know what time it is. people but yeah man my week's been okay I hope everybody had a good week as well I can't complain about anything (sighs) work's been a bitch you know girl trying to get on my nerves but we put that to the side do our thing always focused on the bag it's what we here for for the bag man but without further ado you know I got to start off with your boy. You know who I'm talking about. Champagne poppy, you got it right, god damn it. I mean, Drake, come on, man. This is what I'm talking about. See, I'm not the biggest Drake fan. And when you tell that to people, they say, oh, nigga, you hating. No, I ain't hating. I'm just not a big Drake fan. I don't think nothing's wrong with that. I like his music i like when drake is in his rap bag when drake feel like pinning down some bars i don't know who who got mad at this nigga or who said something to this nigga but i mean somebody done pissed drake off and i'm very 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 intrigued for this album to come out now maybe he might have a a b-side with all the r&b cuts but that lemon pepper freestyle that's the Drake I know. That's the Drake we all know. That's what got us on Drake. Now, don't get me wrong. Now, the the track with him and Little Baby, I like that too. Wants and needs. I I I kind of like that track. I like how he came in. I li- I like that. That was a different. That was a different kind of flow Drake had coming in. But I got to give it to Little Baby, man. Baby went hard on that too You know what I mean, that's Drake You you ain't got no choice, you, you gotta go ham on that But, damn I mean, that It's been a while since I actually put in Some work, you know what I'm saying I actually put in some time to listen to some Drake I'm the type of person I'll let the You know, I'll let the album come out I'll hear some reviews See what people talking about it See what people feel and then I'll go ahead and dive into it. That's how I was with Drake. You know, I was never like, oh, new Drake. Let me go ahead and, and get on that. But some of the subliminals that was dropping, you know, some of the tweets that were coming up, it's like, all right, you know what? Let me let me see what all the hoopla is about. And, man, my question is, on that want and needs, who are you taking? If somebody put a gun to your head, who had the best verse on there? I'll give you a second. All right, that's enough time. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got that much time. I'm a ride with Drake on that. Just because I like how he came in. Drake came in with an unusual flow. And then he kind of went back to, you know, what we used to know. But I think that was a little precursor to what we're going to see in Up and Coming up-and-coming tracks and I'll, I'll look forward to that man I, I think that shit is dope as hell like you know what I'm saying you at the top of the world you, you you got a billion streams you got all the money you got the mansion in Canada and you still trying to find ways to tweak the flow you still trying to find ways to make that race car a little bit faster I love it but I feel sorry for whoever's going to be dropping around the time Drake comes out because, yeah, it looks like my guy is on a tear. This little three-pack, I can I can let this ride a couple times. Drake, Drake know what he's doing. Go ahead, put the singles out, get everything up, get them streams going. I, shit, by the time I drop the album, I'm already at 200 million streams. Shit. I already got my paper. I love it, man. I love it. Drake, keep doing your thing. Shout out Toronto, Canada. Legal weed. America needs to take... Need to take a fucking note. Legalize everywhere. It's not a game no more. I don't know what's wrong with these people, man. Just just holding us back. But on lighter news, Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic intro. That dropped. I was kind of digging that. I I like the feel. I kind of... I think I need more material. I, I kind of like how they. Uh, I like what they're doing. I like what Bruno and Anderson pot got going on, but I I need a little bit more. Uh, I think I need a little bit more. I don't think that this is exactly what I was expecting from them. I don't know if you heard it, but Silk Sonic intro. That's the that's the new single that they dropped. I. I I definitely encourage you to check it out. You know, it's different. It's different. You know, they use some familiar samples. I like it, but I need more. I, I want to see how that project comes together. I want to see how each track flows because Bruno, Bruno has a has a good has a good reputation of of having good front to back albums. You know that that twenty four carat. Oh man. Oh man. I fucks with Bruno, hard body, huge fan over here at the Ghetto Smart Podcast. Bruno Mars, if you out there listening, Anderson Pack, if you listen, I'd love to get you guys on here. That's what we're about, speaking things into fruition. It is what it is, man. I know y'all sit there and be like, man, this nigga just be talking. I'm telling you, man, I taught this podcast into fruition. You know, it was in my head. Now we making it tangible, making it accessible for you. Why you go to work? Why you wake up and smoke? Why are you working from home? Why are you just chilling around with your feet up, watching the baby, making sure, you know, they getting that eight hours of sleep? You got to do something. You got to envision something. You got to work towards something. So. I talk things into existence. Now. I feel like the fun part is for all my listeners, all my true listeners, and shout out to everybody, man! I, I swear to God, I dropped the the podcast last week, and within, I mean, twenty minutes, I already had people checking it out, man! I really, really, really appreciate y'all fucking with me. Y'all really don't know how it's the little things, you know. I don't take none of this for granted. I don't take none of this for granted. Where I have people in Puerto Rico listening to me, you know. ...people in South
1: America listening to me. Not a lot. It's like one or two. Maybe three.
0: But just the fact that... ...I can honestly say that... ...my voice is being heard... ...around the world. Who would have thought? You know? So I I really want to thank everybody... ...for checking me out, man. Like, y'all really don't... ...really y'all really have no idea... Where I drop the podcast and within 20 minutes, you know, I come back and I've got people checking me out. It's such a great feeling and it just makes me like, damn, yo, I can't wait to next Wednesday. I can't wait to can't wait to hit record and give you all this content. So, again, I appreciate everybody that's out there fucking with us. Silk Sonic, come to the show, please. We're going to be reaching out to your management team. Okay. Now, I, I really didn't want to cover this, but I don't know why you guys are trying to pin Saweetie and Cardi B against each other. It's like a ploy to break up the amigos. Like, you know what? Your girl rap. My girl does music. Oh, they oh, well, we not going to get between Quavo and, and Offset. So, you know what? We got to take the other route. We going to take the easier route. We're going to put this little this little thing, this little tidbit out in the news. We're going to put this little tidbit out there. We're going to pin them bitches against each other. I think it's crazy. And it's, it's, it's messy. And it just shows that in the time that we're in, in the climate that we're in, even with all the deaths that we were seeing last year in hip-hop, this year in hip-hop, People still want to beef. They like that beef. They like that tension. They like that, that, they, they like that anger
1: because they live vicariously through everybody. I don't know if I said that right, but that's what they like. They like to live through these entertainers.
0: Go put your life on the line. Cause I, I sure as hell not going to do it. Go out there and pop that shit and talk that shit and, and go shoot at them niggas. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that on IG Live. Y'all want to see Saweetie, Saweetie and Cardi B feud. Like, y'all want to see that.
1: I think it's crazy. But Saweetie was on um, The Breakfast Club and
0: had this to say, I think the media just likes to take things out of context. I'm loving how women artists are starting to realize that sometimes it's the media that creates something that's not there. I think that it shows maturity and it shows growth amongst me and my peers to not be affected by what the media says. So, that that's a grown-up and motherfucking boss-ass response from Saweetie because that's exactly what's going on here. People want to see them go at each other, just like we saw Nicki and Cardi go at each other. That's what they want to see. Who wouldn't want to see that? I mean, I... I like a little beef every now and then. I mean, you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta, don't you? You watch Love and Hip Hop, don't you? I don't. I watch Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. It's not It's not my cup of tea. Shout out to all those people out there getting a check. You know, we, we ain't going to discriminate against nobody. It's, I'm not here to discriminate. I'm here to let people know what the deal is. And we all like drama. It's real. What built World Star? Niggas fighting and somebody going
1: World Star.
0: Two girls fighting
1: World Star.
0: Two chickens fighting
1: World Star.
0: It's drama. It's tension. It's, it's we we like combat. That's why UFC is popping. One of the first sports to come back during the pandemic. Fuck that. We're going to go to a private island and we're going to give y'all what y'all want. And you ain't got no choice. Y'all going to pay for Mike Tyson and Roy Jones old ass sparring against each other. Because we want to see fights. We want to see that. I think it's crazy, but, you know, shout out to them for doing their thing. And shout out to Sweetie for taking the taking the taking the high road for doing what, what's needed because a lot of people sit here and a lot of people talk shit and a lot of people try to put things out in the media to get these women against each other and they do it so that as soon as they do pit them in a corner against each other now they can say oh this person's this this person's that it's fucked up it's a fucked up world we live in for clicks and likes I vow to never be that. That's a promise to my listeners, to my fan base, to my people, my clique, my
1: circle. We don't do shit for shock value. We don't need it. We good without it. We don't need it.
0: Shock value is only needed for people who can't provide quality content.
1: At a high level consistently. I don't have that problem. I'm just getting off the ground.
0: And we doing better than most. I be hearing some of y'all podcasts out there.
1: I be listening to some of the newer podcasts that are starting up. I'm listening. I'm checking people out. I'm not just in this shit for me. I'm paying attention. I'm seeing what the
0: fuck's going on. I'm seeing what everybody else is doing, what everybody else is talking about. I like other views. Other setups. Seeing what other people are on. Okay, I like your content. You know what? Let me bring you over here to the Ghetto Smart Podcast and let you speak to some of my listeners. Let me share my platform. That's what I want to do. I want to do it. I wanna do positive things, man. Yeah, I just sit here and I give you my thoughts on 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 current events, but that don't mean I can't bring somebody in here to speak about. Oh, it's fucking lady and her dog, man! It gets on my goddamn nerves. But it's like I can't come here and talk this shit to you, give you current events without trying to share my platform in a positive environment, in a positive positive light. Like it doesn't matter that I'm just sitting here giving you current events. I want to bring somebody on to give you financial information. I want to bring somebody on here to give you health information, diet information, saving information, ways to grow yourself, ways to better yourself, ways to just live a better life, period. That's that's what I'm trying to do with my platform. I'm not here for the shits and the giggles, and I'm not here to Try to cause any drama, and I'm not here to put shit up on Instagram and Twitter for shock, value, and likes. It's not what
1: I'm here for. It's not what we're doing. And I refuse to be that. And I feel like, for all the people who have
0: morals, for all the people out there who really care about what they do, you don't see this fuck shit. You don't see them pushing this type of propaganda. And I just want to say all that to say this, man. Shout out to Sweetie for finally addressing this bullshit with her and Cardi and letting people know that, like, yo, like, I know what's going on. We see it. We hear it. We know it. But we're not going to let it affect us, man. There's too much shit going on. There's too much death in the world. There's too much serious stuff. Too much serious stuff going on. On another note, Swizz, Beats, and Timbaland are giving some of their Triller shares to Versus Performers. All right. So, it looks like here that Versus is going to be on Triller now. Uh, Yes, Triller is the same network that brought you that fight with... um, What's his name? Mike Tyson and, and Roy Jones and, and Nate Robinson. When Nate Robinson got his ass slept, whoo, boy, that nigga, he lucky I I didn't have a podcast during that time because I would have ate his ass all the way up. It's still time. It's still time. But, anyways, I digress. Triller now has Versus. And it looks like for everybody who performed on Versus. They now have a stake in Triller. So they they have stock. They have, you know, they they, they own a piece. And I think that's dope, man. I think that's really dope. I think it's, I I think it's, I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's smart. I think it's smart for Timbaland and Swiss because I don't know what the fuck they were thinking about with that D'Angelo versus D'Angelo and Friends. I know I didn't talk about it on the podcast because like it it, it didn't make sense. It was cool, but come on, like you could have just said, "Yo, a night with D'Angelo, a night with D'Angelo and friends, a night." You know what I'm saying? Like just just say that. Just say it's gonna be like a tiny desk with D'Angelo because that's what it was. It was stupid, to be honest with you. I I I I didn't like it, but I think that was the beginning of the end of Versus in the sense of where you take something so simple. Like when Lil John and T-Pain did it, where they're just on IG live in their studios at home, just, just chilling, drinking, smoking in their own vibe and their own environment. Just like, yo, this my boy, this another fellow creator, another, you know, goat in the game. Let me just hop on live. Let's share some hits. You know what I'm saying. Let's reignite some stuff for our fans. And you, you take that simple mechanism and set up to the Teddy Riley incident,
1: to Keisha Cole and Ashanti, to D'Angelo and friends. Just how you make those subtle moves. When
0: corporate sponsors start getting involved, when you try to start profiting off of it. And there's nothing wrong with profiting off of this. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when you bring in all that money, now you have people who have say so. Yo, you know what? Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do that. What can you do now? You know what? Because you signed over your rights. And I think this right here, this is a sign that, you know what? We love what we're doing. We love what we created. We love what we started. But they see the direction that it's going. And I don't think they were fully behind that D'Angelo and friends. I can be wrong. I mean, who the fuck am I? right like like like
1: like let's be real who who the fuck am i to say that statement like i know but from the past you know moves that they were making to me it makes sense i don't think they wanted to do that i could be wrong but
0: i'll stand corrected if i am But I I really think that they didn't want to do that, D'Angelo. What do you think? Hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram. Let me know what you think, man, because I didn't like it. But I like this. I like the fact that they're giving these artists some ownership. They're giving them an opportunity to, I don't know why I got so much saliva in my mouth. Jesus. But they're giving people ownership. They're giving, you know, these artists an opportunity to have another revenue of income. And I I love it. I hope they keep it going. Now, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey, Steve Harvey. Now, if you don't know. Steve Harvey pretty much went on a tirade about how rich people don't sleep eight hours a night, eight hours a day. That's a third of your day. And if you're on the West Coast and you wake up at, let's say, 10, the stock market's already open on the East Coast and those people are making decisions about your life and your sleep. That's what he said. Not verbatim. I did paraphrase a little bit. But that's what he
1: said. You want to know what I think as I sip this water? I think. He's not wrong. I just hate when
0: Steve Harvey gets on this. He gets on his pedestal, man. There's this pedestal he has. I don't know. When he gets on it, it, it's just like he it's like he's like the king of the world and he has all the fucking answers and But his statement wasn't wrong. And I say that because most people that are rich on their route to getting rich, they probably don't sleep a lot. Because they're hustling, they're grinding, they're doing this, doing that. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Me personally, I'm a wake up at 5, go to sleep at like 10 kind of guy. So I, I'm kind of teetering on that 7, 8 hours of sleep. I find it getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm more productive. I get up, I go walking. I come home while I'm walking. I'm getting my mind right. I'm thinking about my day. I'm thinking about what I got to get done. I'm thinking about what I want to get accomplished. I'm thinking about goals. I'm thinking about what I want to buy. I'm just, it's, it's just really a good 45 minutes to an hour of me just being able to just free think no obligations. I don't have anybody in my face. I don't have anybody bothering me. I can just sit, walk, excuse me, not sit, but I can just pretty much just, you know, sit in my head and, and, and think about things. I've read a lot of books and that's one quality I found in a lot of successful, successful people, excuse me, that they start their day early. They get up early, they get going early. So, while everybody else is is getting themselves together, I've already worked out, I've already taken a shower, and I've already started my work day before you even brush your teeth. That's what I try to do with myself. Where I go and I put in work at my day job, and then I come home to, to provide this. Well, I, I work from home, so... I'm already home, but you you get what I'm saying. Where I put in a full days of work, and then I get off, and then I put in more work. I put in work for my business. I'm minding my business for all those people that read "Rich Dad Poor Dad." Minding my business. So I feel Steve Harvey, and I I feel what he's saying, but it's just the the way you're delivering it because you're pretty much saying to people. That, yeah, you know what, if you only slept four hours a night, you would be a lot more successful, and that's not the story. And it's sad, but you have some stupid-ass people in this world to where if you tell them something, they'll believe it. Oh, you you don't believe me? Oh, remember when Trump told people to drink bleach and take hydrochloric, chloroquine, chloroquine? You know what I mean? Fuck y'all. I hear you. This motherfucker can't even pronounce it, man. Fuck you.
1: All right. And your high horse. Jeez. You people think you're perfect. Well, guess what? Only God can judge me. Yeah, I said it. Only God could judge me. So, back to what I was saying. What was I saying? You know, you start
0: hitting the weed, forget. Oh, Steve Harvey. Back to Steve Harvey. So, what he said wasn't wrong. I have no problems with it, but I want to tell everybody out there that I honestly believe that if you get eight hours, excuse me, eight hours of sleep. And you work eight hours a day. As long as you're productive with that other eight, you should be good. Now, different strokes for different folks. Again, I told you my schedule, my way of thinking, how I feel, what I think, what I do. What has gotten me to where I'm at and I feel like I've been slowly progressing And slow progress is better than no progress. Slow growth is better than no growth. As long as you inch in towards your goal. Some people get the fast track and they're there in two years. Some people got to take the boat, which is a little longer. But one thing we can't do. We can't get beside ourselves and we can't start trying to listen to other people and put our health in danger because you need at least seven hours of sleep. And you hear people like a Ronald Reagan who used to be happy that he didn't sleep a lot. And look what happened to him. He ends up getting all Alzheimer's and dementia while running our fucking country. <laughs> These fucking white people. I tell you, but you see what I'm going you see where I'm going here. For people who care, you 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 have to do certain things to make sure that you're able to reach those goals, man. So, I understand where Steve Harvey's coming from. I just think the message was just put out in the wrong way. I think he could have been a little bit more nicer in his message. I think he could have been a little bit more realistic. I think he could have been a little bit more understanding because he has staff members that, you know, work for him. He has people that depend
1: on him and the money that he brings in. He knows how he works them. So I just think
0: that sometimes, you know, when people make it, They get on this high horse and they get on these diatribes to where nobody's checking him. Who the fuck's going to check Steve Harvey when he's going off saying what it takes to be rich?
1: He's not going to be talking that shit if there's other rich people in the room. You see what I'm saying?
0: So my only issue is that you see him talk big like this when he's. The biggest fish in the pond. Meanwhile, we're supposed to forget that you was up in Trump Tower meeting your boy. Oh, we forget,
1: nigga. Y'all want us to forget? We forget, nigga. Don't think we did. We don't do that. Anywho, Steve Harvey, do better.
0: Oh yeah, that's just the Brinks truck backing up the Dak Prescott's house.
1: God.
0: Boy. Dax signed a contract for four years, $160 million, $126 million guaranteed. I repeat, four years, $160 million. In a hundred and twenty six million guaranteed. Forty million dollars a year. I can't even lie. When I saw this news, the first thing I said
1: was, amen. Amen. God bless that brother. Because
0: if you look. At desk Dak Prescott's face, when his foot was at a ninety degree angle, the look on his face—I'm pretty sure he didn't see this day coming. A hundred and twenty-six million dollars guaranteed. He's gonna get seventy million dollars in one
1: season. <laughs> my God, my goodness. Amen. See, that's what you're supposed to do when you see people succeed. Amen.
0: God bless you. That's what, that's how, that's your, that's supposed to be your reaction. Not, why is he, why are they paying Dak this money? Oh, they're not going to be able, you're not supposed to do that. You know where this man came from? All the work this man put in come on, stop playing with me right now, see, all the real niggas feel what I'm talking about, all the real people feel me in this moment, because you got those people in your circle, you know who I'm talking about, you know who I'm talking about, those people where you tell them, oh yeah, I got that promotion, and they, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. But shout out to Dak Prescott out here getting his money. But the pressure is on now, boy. The pressure is on. You got to win the Super Bowl. I mean, I'm not that type of person. You know, I don't believe in putting pressure on these dudes because they already got pressure on them. What's more? What's pressure to a diamond? You know what I'm saying? These niggas already done beat the odds. You in the NFL, you done beat the odds. What's pressure? But you got to win a championship for Dallas now. Even Tony Romo, one of, the, one of the great Cowboys. I don't think so personally, but one of the greats.
1: You got to win one. You got to do it. I feel like you got to do it.
0: Now, other people are like, oh, you know, the defense is bad. And, you know, other people have to perform sorry we giving you 126 million guaranteed 160 million total
1: you got a ball you got a ball no ifs ands or buts about it
0: and i have no problems with that i have no issues with that i just hate that it took Dak so long i hate that jerry jones drug his feet through the sand and I love that he had to pay for it. Procrastination pays off for no one. Yeah, Dallas gets to, yeah, everybody's talking about the new TV money that's coming and all that. That doesn't matter. The fact of the matter is you could assign Dak for about $60 million less.
1: Point blank period. So all this hoopla about the numbers
0: and this year or that year or this option and that option is bullshit at the end of the day when you think about it because Dak Prescott got everything he
1: wanted and a no-trade clause. I'm not going anywhere at all. I'm here now. I'm up, and guess what? It's stuck, not coming down. Yer, this
0: nigga Dak is eating. Yer me, I mean this is amazing, dog. A hundred and sixty million, man. These dudes out here changing lives. I, I'm not even mad at it. I hope they keep doing their thing. I love them, man. Keep doing your things, Dak. Dak Prescott, man. I'm a Jets fan, but, you know, I, I always root for these fellas out here getting these big contracts. I was a big fan of Kirk Cousins getting that bread, too, man. Like, shit, you know, fuck it. Like, what we tripping for? You don't want to give me $25 million a year, but the franchise tag is 27 Pay me $27. i am cool. And I'm in a tax-free state.
1: <laughs> what the fuck?
0: Well not Kirk Cousins But you you get what I'm saying For, for Dak Prescott Where he let, This past year He got 30 something million tax free Come on man No state tax Shit I'm thinking about moving to Texas That's what I need in my life Man I need some tax breaks Shit All my financial people Man hit me up Let me know something Please Help me out Let me get you on the show Spread your knowledge, spread your wealth, help you out, give you a platform to show yourself, show what you know, as my people used to say, learn somebody, (laughs) for real, man, that's what we need in the world, we need some more of that, that positivity, man, that good shit.
1: Yeah, man, I just want to take a minute out. I want to say thank God for creating cannabis.
0: Without this cannabis, I don't know where I'd be right now. I'd probably be low on the flow with no place to go. Looking for a hoe. But this weed got me up, got me motivated. Got me searching for an opportunity. Got me searching for a bag. I'm always sitting around. You know what?
1: It makes me think. Do you have a lot of ideas? Do you ever sit around with
0: people and you kind of spit out some of the ideas you have in your head? Like, you know what, guys? I think we can do this. I think this will work. I think we can do that. And people just look at you crazy. People just sit there, they look at you, and they're like, man, what the fuck you talking about, bro? Like, you always talk about some shit. And my question is, well, what are you thinking about right now? Because I'm obviously thinking, regardless of how crazy or how outlandish my my statement may be or my thought or or my concept, the foundation behind the thought is, how can I elevate me and my people? What can I do? What can I provide? What can I what can I bring to this earth to provide for me and my people in a better way? To where I can start giving opportunities for people to work. Instead of me going to the white man for the check, I'm writing the checks. My name is going on it. That's what I'm looking for. And that's what I asked. And and then people get offended, man. What the fuck you mean what I'm thinking? Like, well, you're saying what I'm talking about right now is stupid. So what are you thinking about? Because obviously you're not thinking about getting no money. And that's when it clicked. First, stop telling people your ideas. Don't tell people what you're going to do or don't tell people what you want to do. What I've learned, unless the person you're talking to, excuse me, if unless the person you're talking to knows what you're trying to do, what's the point of talking to him about it? So if my cousin is a welder, why am I gonna sit and talk to him about a podcast I wanna start?
1: He doesn't give a fuck. You know, like he, he doesn't care, but if you
0: bring it up in your group, in your crew and you see the reactions, you have to make a decision. Do, do I sit here and do I give in and do I throw a lot of shit to the wayside? It makes you think, because for me, I I speak for, for experience, you know, Me, I was a a young, young man back, back in the the early 2000s, late 2000s, around like, you know, 2010, 2011. And, you know, not too many, you know, podcasts were out, but I certainly wasn't on like, into podcast or anything like that. I was in college. I was working doing uh working on my thesis I I was doing a lot of things and um you know I hung around with a lot you know my whole crew like we just smoke weed some people sold weed so you know we just sitting around smoking weed all day and my thought was like hey guys (coughs) excuse me hey guys let's Record ourselves like just smoking and having casual conversation. We can call it the sesh. And if anybody hears this and if you start the sesh, I want my goddamn peace. I ain't playing. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. This shit's recorded. I'm coming for you. No, I'm just playing, man. But I I hope you do have integrity. And if you do decide to use that name, that you at least give me a
1: little kickback. Okay. But back to my story, it was just, hey, guys, you know, we should just smoke,
0: like, just get on our laptops, I'll be in my apartment, your apartment, you'll be whatever, and we just talk about the weather, we talk about our day, we talk about our class, we just talk about shit, relationships, whatever, but we just smoke and just talk, and I just remember the reaction I got from people that were supposed to be my boys, where it was just like... Dude, like, you're high, man. Past the blunt, bruh. Like, dude, what are you talking about? In the kicker, I was an environmental geoscience major in college. I was hanging around with mass media majors. <laughs>
1: Go figure. Go fucking figure. Nobody wanted to do anything. So, I
0: say that to say this, guys. Don't depend on other people to try to get your ideas off. Don't try to think that you need to share your thoughts with other people. If you, if the person you're trying to share your thought with has no knowledge of the field that you're about to go into, don't say anything. Because you'll be surprised how many people wish you will fail. And you'll be surprised to know how much of your family wishes that you'll fail. Because they're not a part of what you're doing, or they didn't come up with the idea, or they feel that they're better than you, or whatever the case may be. You don't have to
1: tell everybody what the fuck you got going on. You don't. It's just you you don't. I
0: know sometimes like you, you might have some shit popping off, and you're like, man... I
1: got to tell somebody,
0: ah, i just eat you inside. I'm going to tell you what you do.
1: Record it on your phone. Make a voice recording. Yeah, voice recording. Make a voice recording. And then if you want to talk about it, play the recording.
0: In. A, you might be like, yo, this is fucking stupid. Or B, you'll play it again because now you're just going back through your thought. Okay, this is what I was thinking. This is what I would have said to somebody. Look at how incomplete that thought was. What the fuck was I thinking? Because now I think this. That's what it is. That's what I did with this podcast. And I'll always give T-Pain his credit because T-Pain put a statement out. It was either a tweet or a statement. I can't remember. But he put out a statement saying that you should do something you love in private. And don't tell nobody. Anything. It don't matter. If you want to do graphic design, you want to do pictures, do something in private that nobody else knows you're doing. And just keep doing it and keep doing it and perfect it. And then see where you go from there. And that was the first time in my life I ever said, you know what? I've had plenty of ideas in my head. Plenty of ideas. And I've shared them with plenty of people. And they never worked out. They never worked out. Now, I don't know if it's because of me, the type of person that, you know, I am. And just because I have so many ideas, I just realized that they weren't worth it or could it possibly be that there were other forces working against me as well? I hope he don't think about that. I hope that don't work out for him because I don't see how I fit in that picture. Because when he was talking about doing this, there was no talk about something for me to do. I wasn't offered anything. The only thing I'm lending is an ear. I hope he don't get it. I hope he fail. I'm not saying that's how people are. But when I compare it to what I'm doing now with this podcast
1: and where I didn't tell anybody. I had it in my mind. This is what I want to do.
0: So I started doing my research. What do I need? What do
1: I do? How do I set this up? How do I make music? How do I record? What's a mono track? What's a stereo track? What kind of microphone? What's a condenser microphone?
0: What? What? You know, like it. I just got immersed
1: in it. Where podcasting was just what I did every day. And here we are. So, it's okay to share your thoughts with
0: your significant other, with your family, with your friends. But it's also okay to just take care of your business. You don't need those those people. Sometimes you just got to say no and handle you. That's what I'm learning. I was the guy that was always there for people and leaving my ass out to dry. You know what? Because if you ask me for two hundred, I'm gonna make sure I give you two hundred dollars, and then I'll figure out how to come back up with two hundred to take care of what I need to take care of if I need to. I do a pretty good job of of having you know money aside so you know I can give out to people and be okay. That's not the case for everybody at all, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean it, 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 it is what it is. You you do your thing, you do whatever you feel you need to do for yourself. But for me, in my situation, I'm learning that yo you don't have to tell people what you're doing. And what I realized is that I was seeking validation for from people. I needed my idea to be validated. By this person I hold in high regard. And it's bullshit. It's straight bullshit. It's like when you realize that like your parents are people too. Like where they're not like these perfect people who just make like all the right decisions and they know everything. And you get older and you realize that. Like yo like you know like these niggas just like me bro. Like they were just out here trying to figure it out too. You know, it doesn't take away from what they did
1: or what they provided. But I mean, we all can do better. But
0: that's my my little tangent for the day and my little diatribe. I ain't going to bore you guys anymore. So. This guy that used to own Papa John's, you guys know who I'm talking about. John John Schnatter Schnader John Schnader says that he, for the past twenty months, he's been trying to work the word nigger out of. Excuse me, the word nigger out of his vocabulary. Let me repeat: John Schnatner Schnader has been working to eliminate the word nigger. Out of his vocabulary. For the past 20 months.
1: Oh my fucking God. You white people have done it again. I mean. What do you want me to say?
0: I ain't got shit to say. This This is ridiculous. The fact that this is even news. The fact that he even gets a platform. To say he doesn't know why his business was taken away from him. Where you thought it was appropriate to drop the word
1: nigger on a conference call. A conference call. You thought it was appropriate to use that
0: type of verbiage on a conference call. That's how privileged you were. And now because you were held accountable and now because you're not some big shot pizza joint owner, you want to cry wolf and you want to cry like a little bitch. Fuck you, John Schnatter, Schnader, whatever the fuck your name is. Fuck you, man. And I mean that from the bottom of my soles of my feet. Fuck you. Anybody like you.
1: You're trying to work the word nigger out of your vocabulary? I mean, I wish
0: I had issues like that in my life. I wish the biggest issue in my life was trying to work the word nigger out of my
1: vocabulary. I mean... This shit just has privilege written all over it. I don't want, I'm not
0: going to give this bitch any more time on my platform, but I just wanted to let you guys know that John Schnatter is in nigger rehab right now, and I don't think it's working for him, to be honest with you. So I am back here with your. Weekly stimmy update guys i'm here trying to keep you updated on what's going on i know it's hard i know it's tough i know some people out there are really 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 wanting this check it is on the way it is coming it looks like it's happening the senate approved the senate passed the house is set to approve it the House is set to approve it. We don't, hopefully, it goes smoothly. It doesn't look like um the, the House is going to change anything. It doesn't look like there's going to be any hiccups. It looks like this is going to be approved. It's going to be sent over to Joe Biden's desk, and hopefully these checks will be out by the weekend. That's the goal. That is the goal. So again, for everybody out there, for all my listeners out there, man, I know it's hard. I know everybody, you know I'm not gonna say everybody, but I know there's some people out there that it's just some very, very unfortunate times that we find ourselves in right now. But I just wanna say, hold on. And I wanna say from the bottom of my heart and, you know, from the Ghetto Smart Podcast that Things will get better, and just know that you have somebody out here that feels for you and that's trying to find ways to assist other people. I'm not a millionaire, I'm not rich, but what I can try to do is get people on my platform, try to use my platform in any way, shape, or form, or pot—you know, anything I can do to link people to provide services, to try to do something to help out with people. If I can, you know, all my listeners out there, you can hit me up on Twitter, Ghetto Smart Podcast, hit me up on Instagram, Ghetto Smart Pod, if you know any, any um, nonprofits or, you know, anything that I can share with other listeners about trying to get help with this whole stimulus situation and COVID situation. It's tough, man. I mean, we're living in times that, you know, are unprecedented, you know. We can look back and see what they did during the Spanish flu and things of that nature, but people didn't have cell phones in their hand. People didn't have the access to information so quickly. I think that's the difference when we look at what went on in the past and what's going on now. It's like our our insatiable desire to have things and to, to, to give our responses so quickly. Look what's happening here where you have people in Texas who are trying to sue businesses because they don't believe they have to wear a mask anymore. I mean it's just absolutely absurd And I think we're at a point now and With this whole situation To where we're, we're about a year into COVID And we're literally in the same fucking situation Granted the vaccines are rolling out And they're stating that People who, who receive the vaccines They are able to be around other family members And things of that nature It's safe to take your mask off I don't think it's right because everybody's not vaccinated. And I think there should still be a little bit more research on people that have been vaccinated and how the virus acts with them. Is the virus, can they still pass it, things of that nature? I'm not privy to that. I just hope that before the CDC gives out this information, I, I hope they know that because... One thing they've been doing is switching information a lot. And I'm I have a bachelor's degree in environmental geoscience, so I have the right to sit and talk shit about other scientists if I if if I choose. And if you feel like I don't, then you can holler at me too in the DMs or something. But I do want to say the stimulus is on the way. Just hold on. Hopefully, you know, they can give people more money. Man, I've seen a sad story where a lady in New York owed like $20,000 on her damn rent. Oh, my God. I mean, come on. God bless them. God bless them. I mean, I just thank God every day that I'm fortunate, fortunate enough to make certain decisions, certain sacrifices that are paying off for me now. There were certain sacrifices and certain things I had to do a few years ago for the sake of being able to just function and have a peaceful mind mind state in this point in the world. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful to my younger self. As I'm, you know, ushering into my 30s, you know, I just turned 30 a few weeks ago. I thank my younger self for some of those sacrifices and looking at how we're living in today's world, how a year ago the world literally just stopped. People lost their jobs. People lost income. I lost a second income. That I relied heavily on just because it it gave me an opportunity to live freely. And due to COVID, that affected me. But here we are a year later, and I'm trying to get this podcast off the ground. I'm able to focus on my business and what I'm doing. And my fan base and my listeners. So, I'm thankful and I'm I'm thankful for all my listeners and I really hope you guys are out there praying for those who are less fortunate. I hope if you're able to help those who who are less fortunate, you have or you will or you plan to we are all people. We're all humans no matter what
1: side of the fence we're on. We're all the, we're we're all people. We all bleed. Henry
0: I mean Harry, goddamn this weed. Harry and Megan sit down with Oprah. I'm not gonna spend I'm not gonna spend really any time on this. You've all watched it. You all seen what went on with this shit. I mean, the only take I really get from this whole conversation and I could be wrong. But the only thing I get from this conversation is that Megan Markle Kind of thought that, because she wasn't black, black, things wouldn't be bad, bad if you get what I'm saying, okay, so for those who don't get what I'm saying, what I'm trying to say, well, I'm not trying to say it, I'm actually am saying it, so what I'm saying is that she probably thought that because of her appearance and how she looked. And compared to her mother, she can pass as white or light or whatever. You know what? It wouldn't be hard to blend in. And
1: then you realize that for them, a pinch of black is black. We don't care.
0: Why would they care? Why are we surprised that the royal family we concerned about black people entering into their money. I mean, think about it. Think about this.
1: The royal family was involved in the slave trade, weren't they?
0: I don't know. I'm a fucking podcast. Do your research.
1: Why would we expect them to not be racist? This
0: is what white people are scared of. Look at something as immaculate as the royal family. Who don't do shit?
1: But look at them. Look at how they live. Look at how long that money's been there.
0: Look at how long That monarchy has been there. Look how how long
1: the royal family has been the royal family. And now you have a black royal?
0: You got a royal who has black in their blood?
1: Royal blood. Royal blood is black now.
0: It's tainted to them. You see, I, I I don't I wasn't surprised by this. I feel like it's sad that you know she was contemplating suicide. I've contemplated suicide, but that's a story for another day. So I I feel for Miss Megan with that. I feel for Harry to where you're in a situation to where you either choose your wife or you choose your family. You choose what you've known. You choose what you've been around your whole life. Your whole way of living. Like who literally in their right mind would walk away from all of that? Regardless of your morals, regardless of how you feel about it. Because let's be real. He said he he's felt like this for a while, and he couldn't get away and all this other stuff. But you telling me he couldn't get away back when he was in like the military. You telling me he couldn't get back away when he was like in his early twenties. The only way he can get away is when he's dating or he marries a a black female, a half black female at that, who ends up having his baby.
1: I'm not shocked
0: by this story at all. I feel like it's sad. But I mean, I, I don't understand like really the shock value in the shit. I mean, I, I, I always assumed that the queen was racist as fuck. I mean, she's almost like, she's like a, like almost damn near 100 years old. Like imagine what her parents said to her about black people and people of color. And their thought process on on black people and what black people should be used for and how they viewed us. I would not be shocked if they were racist. Now, granted, she did say that the queen has been, you know, very forthcoming to her
1: and accepting. But we all know what time it is, man. We all know what time it is. So, I'm
0: not really gonna spend any more time on that.
1: I I just wish them the
0: best. Shout out to Tyler Perry for just being that dude, being that nigga. You know, just just I mean, I, I'm not a you know a big Medea fan or anything like that. I really don't watch that shit. But Tyler Perry the man, Tyler Tyler Perry the person. The entrepreneur, he's he's a class act. And coming through for those people when nobody else will is amazing. And I think that's something that shouldn't be glossed over. I think that, you know, long after this blows away and people just think back on the situation, it'll make a little bit more sense and people will realize how tremendous he was and, and what he really did coming through for those for, for that couple. Because what what he did when the royal family wouldn't even give them protection. You know, it's like, what the fuck, man? I don't know. All right, family. I think that's it. I don't think I have anything else for y'all this week. I think uh, I've smoked enough. I smoked about three joints during the session. Hopefully you got down with me. Um, snowfall. We have to talk about snowfall.
1: What's going on with Franklin? I don't know, guys. Snake shit.
0: I mean, I don't know how to feel about about what he's doing, about what his mom is doing. I mean, it's like they there's some business dealings that we have to get done, that we have to work through because shit's getting real scully they didn't bring scully up scully just last time we seen scully he was pulling a bullet out of his arm and pouring liquor on it looking for franklin i mean i don't know i'm, I'm loving what i'm seeing though i was kind of worried when john singleton passed away rest in peace john singleton but I was really worried. I didn't know if they can keep it up. The only issue I have right now is is the Asian lady. Like, it's just too many storylines. Shout out to your boy. To to the, you know who I'm talking about. um, To the Mexican dude. You know I'm talking about. They went off. He went off. He got a little revenge. He wasn't too, he wasn't too happy at the end. He still wanted more. It, it, I mean, he killed, they killed everybody, so it, it's really not more they can do, but, damn, the dude's name, like, they, their names just rolled off my tongue, I I, I can't even, it's on the tip of my tongue, I can't remember it, Gustavo, Gustavo went off, Gustavo did his thing, but, um, yeah, man, I, I'm just eager to see what the fuck Scully's gonna do, because I believe they think Scully's dead, so... This shit should be very, very fucking interesting, man. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Yeah, that said, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else to look at. Um, I talked to you guys about, you know, we went a little over an hour today. Y'all spending some time. We came to pod, man. You can tell by the energy at the beginning, man. I was here to pod today with you guys. You know, we getting, trying to, trying to just do the shit, man. Just trying to do the shit. You already know. But to all my people out there, I appreciate your listens, your ears, your time, your thoughts, your energy, your replies, man. Subscribe, download. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on Instagram, please. I'm always looking for that feedback. Always looking for that interaction with my listeners, man. I love you guys. I really appreciate y'all rocking with me. Until next week, I hope everything goes good. I hope you're healthy. Hope your family's cool. Hope your job is cool. Hope your mind is cool. Peace.